AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Ooh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller. I traded in my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Plus. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Oh, nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song? Of course. The choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 Plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Episode 339 with Mitchell Tenpenny. You will know him from this song right here. I've been sober, cause there ain't no hangover like you. He's got a lot more on his, on his resume as well. We'll talk about that. But, I mean, it's an hour, and I actually had a great time doing this talk. So Mitchell Tenpenny, who grew up here in Nashville, which is so rare that someone who grows up here actually stays and then is successful. Uh, my mind was blown later on when I say, and you can listen to see what he says, but I said, hey, anybody else, you know, you grow up here with in Nashville kind of making it? And not only did he name somebody, but he goes, yeah, we were a, a duo once. And I was like, wait, what? Isn't that crazy? The second time it's happened on this podcast. Yeah, so that comes up. But enjoy Mitchell Tenpenny. Follow him, M10Penny, M10Penny, get it? And here we go. It's Mitchell Tenpenny and myself here on the Bobbycast. This is a special occasion because I just got off the air. I mean, I drove home. Where'd you come from? My home. It's a minute from yours. Are you leaving? Yeah, I'm flying to Dallas right after this. Okay, so we're both running, right? It's all good, yeah. We lined it up. Thank been you. on the air for five hours. You're leaving immediately. <laughs> but we made it happen. Thank you. And yeah, so if my voice starts to sound like yours, raspy and cool, because <laughs> no, you got the good, then you know <laughs> that uh, I've just been on the air for like five or six hours. But um, it's really good to see you, man. You too, man. It's yeah. been a minute. It has. Everything good? I feel like we've we ran into each other a couple of times. A couple of times at the golf course, yeah. probably, when I was playing down in Brentwood with uh, one of my managers at, yeah. at, at Governor's we Club. Saw, yeah, yeah, Governor's Club. And I believe you had a broken golf club. I just broke it. The, I hit a – it was actually one of my only good drives all day. 
but the uh, club snapped in half after I hit the ball. And it was a good drive that happened. That's not usually yeah. how it happens. Usually, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's when I mess something up, I hit a rock. Exactly. It, it chips it out. So, and you're, where are you going today? Uh, heading to Dallas. To do, yeah, to do what, though? Uh, I'm meeting a new PD up there. Just oh, gonna, you're doing radio go stuff. Yeah. Because you got a new song. New, well, new song, but also it's just, you know, since my radio tour, a lot of things have changed. And I just yeah. want to get to know everybody. So we're heading up there. Just going to have dinner and then come back tomorrow. Yeah, I guess my point is um, you have a new project coming out. And that's kind of, you know, you go, oh, I got to make sure I know everybody. Got to well, make sure I well, got to make those relationships because they're so important. No, absolutely. They are. And, um, yeah, we have a new song and, you know, doing all that. And I just, I don't know, that's how I've always been in town. I want to actually know people. And um, so, yeah, he's, you know, we're going to go out there. You're going to fly dinner. down just for dinner. Just for some supper, man. <laughs> Come <Look> on back. <laughs> Who's the program director? Uh, I don't even know his name yet. I mean, like, that's, that's, a, the, that's they, a good reason to go. Yeah, they told me, they're like, he's brand new and love. And I'm like, well, I want to go. So let's set it up. And they're like, well, you have to fly to Dallas. I was like, let's fly to Dallas. Okay. Let's go. I, li- I like the hustle. Um, so let's uh, run through like, a few things, Mike, before we kind of get going with Mitchell here. Uh, play Drunk Me, please. I've been sober. Cause there ain't no hangover like you. Sometimes you hear a song and it just reminds you of a time and. That song to me, it almost it reminds me of a good time, but it makes me feel tired because I was doing Dancing with the Stars when that song oh. was crushing, or, or or maybe I just finished, and I remember that's all they would sing, and I think you came, <laughs> in, I brought you into the studio because a couple of the so I, yeah. I was training and I was like Sharna and there was another girl that was training, yeah. like they they won't stop singing this song, <laughs> and that's what that reminds me of. It's like that feeling oh, man. of like ooh, not that the song I love the song. <laughs> But that's that's a that's a rough one, Mike. I heard that one. <laughs> Mike and I were living in an apartment in L.A. <laughs> yeah, that was the first time I met you during all that, man. Was honestly. it? Honestly, yeah. And I know we met at like a lunch. Well, like a- well, something like super quick. But that was the first time I got to we got to hang out and talk and do the whole thing. And and yeah, we we talked about it. How tired you? Were. I was like, I can't imagine going back. Like you and Luke Bryan, I don't know how you are alive. You know, I don't know. Back I don't know much, how Luke. Like, Luke to be honest, yeah, like, he just has so much energy. Well, that's the difference. I don't have any energy left. I'm always doing <laughs> stuff. I don't have any energy. Luke's well, like you know, mile a minute. Um, here is If the Boot Fits from Granger Smith, which you wrote. If the Boot Fits. Whoa, whoa, the and here is the current song, Truth About You. Here you go. If you quit telling lies about me, I won't tell the truth about you. That's Brad Cuts. That, that cuts. Yeah. <laughs> when you're in a room Thanks, and you dude. guys are writing that song, because, you know, it kind of sounds like that might be a love song. If you not... But yeah. it hits you. It reminds me, not written the same way or anything, but the feeling I got when I heard Gabby Barrett, I hope. Yeah, for be- sure. Because the whole song, you're like, song. I hope it's, it's everything's good, everything's good. Then I hope it cheats. Yeah. And you're like, oh, God, oh! I, I mean, that's why I love that I love that song so much. I love waiting to the end. Yeah. You know, I love movies like that. I love making people, you know, have to wait, you know, to find out what the song's about. And um, yeah, You go into a room, like you, Matt Alderman, Thomas Archer, you go into this room, yeah. and who... It's hard to remember an exact conversation, but kind of walk me through that creative process. Yeah, I mean, we were, uh, you know, we had nothing that day. And, you you, you know, you have a hook book on your iPhone. We started going through stuff. And, I don't know, some kind of phrase came out like, if you if you quit lying, I, I promise I won't tell the truth or something. And, and I was like, immediately I stopped. I was like, hold on, we need to massage that out because I know exactly how to write that song. I have lived that song. And all honestly, I've been the guy that hasn't told the truth about a relationship afterwards, you know, and I've been on the other side that it hasn't been told the truth about, you know, we always want a better story. And I was like, I just want to write that song from a perspective of, you know, what I think a lot of people have dealt with. And then 
No, apparently they have. <laughs> and you were going to come to the studio perform that, but somebody got sick. Yeah, Are you my, a band member? Was, was my brother? Yeah, he's my band. Yeah, he was just it. just the actual cold. <laughs> it was crazy. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, every cold is COVID until yeah, it's not. I know, right? Yeah. You, know, you got to prove every, everything, <laughs> everything is COVID yeah. until it's not. Um, by the way, you're on the song with Chris Young here, which is uh, I think at number 26 right now. Here is at the end of the bar. So what's been happening with you during the last year and a half or so? Have you just been writing a lot? Yeah, man, writing a lot and and just uh, you know getting back to what we did at the beginning. You know, trying to trying to trying to play a lot of shows and make fans like it, you know even you know quarantine was it sucked for a while honestly, but we got out pretty early. At, uh, you know when we started to when we were loud and we just played everywhere that would let us play. Um, and kind of built that going, built that fan base we started with, man. It was just fun to get out and play shows and, and experience life again because I had nothing to write about. <laughs> you know, I like to... Yeah, I, that's true, too. How do you create when there's nothing that's actually right. inspiring you to create? Absolutely. I mean, I get my ideas, you know, sitting with friends or, you know, even sitting at a bar, you know, with Chris. That's where that idea came from. And so I wasn't living a lot of life. So I was like, man, we need to get back out on the road. And, and a lot of ideas came from that. So you're out playing a lot of shows. Uh, and again, you have... I'm not just saying this. A lot of people say this. You have like really one of the best voices in Nashville as a singer. Do you feel because your voice is such a prize, if you're playing a lot of shows, you have to do things to make sure that now, as you get a little bit older, that yeah. it doesn't just you know fade off or you you break man, something? It is the biggest stress of my life, man. It is it, not being able to sing is it's the heaviest weight I have to deal with. It's just every single day, like you show up and you you realize like this is what you're paid to do, and you have people that work with you and they get paid because you sing it's it is stressful so i've learned you know what i can do and what i can't do on the road and a lot more water i've like when you ask for water like a year ago i would have been like no i'm cool but i, I made in my mind if i get asked for water mm -hmm. i say yes <laughs> like so is there a pressure on you too because as you mentioned there you're not just providing for you but you are also the basis of other people's lives too yeah, man, and that's a you know it's, it's not really why you pick up a guitar as a kid. You don't think to about have responsibility. All this stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I love it. I am enjoying every second of it. But it's part of growing up, man. It's something you learn, and, and you, it's just being responsible, maturing. I guess um, a few years ago, you just you think you're invincible, but as you get on the road and you're touring, you're singing every day. Like you said, you've been working for five hours already. Your voice it's it's just a muscle. It's a tiny muscle, and it's got to have rest. And so, yeah, man, I do. But it's you know it's also a muscle that's trained. You do it over and over again. It, it does help. You know, I can go a little bit longer than some people who scream for a night at a, at a concert because I do it every day. That's true. It's like why my biceps are so big, you know? <laughs> I do it since I do curls a lot. Every single time. Every yeah, single, yeah. yeah. So you are, and I've had a couple of these conversations recently, oddly. If I'm correct, yeah. you grew up here. Born and raised. In Nashville. Yeah, right here. And so one of the conversations that I have with people is like, who <laughs> was in your class like when you came to town? Because when I moved here, it was also... Dan and Shay, and like we were, I was doing my thing on a low, young level. They were doing, and so there's that group. But for you, that's not really a question because you've always been here. But I guess in a way, are there those other people that have been here the whole time that you've kind of grown with? Um, I was just Ernest, man. Ernest. That's exactly I mean, who I was talking about was Ernest, yeah. yeah. I mean, we've been since eight years old. I mean, we we first signed as a duo to Sony. Wait, did you know that, Mike? I didn't know that, no. Um, Sony Publishing signed us. The Warren Brothers signed me and him. Um, the Warren, You know, the Warren, they're great songwriters. And, yeah, we were supposed to be a duo developing thing, and uh, 
we played a whiskey jam and um <laughs> his name's Jimmy Robbins he's a great songwriter came up to us afterwards and just pumped us up and we thought we were like making it and it was just a special time man writing really cool music and then Keith really wanted to focus more on the writing I wanted to do this other thing and we just mutually said hey let's let's do it our let's split up for a minute like not there was never any hard feelings on him we kind of both took our own lanes and I mean, look what he's doing now. I couldn't be more proud of him, man. And and it, he's actually my my younger brother is three years younger than me. They're best friends. They grew up in high school together. Every studio I would build around my place, they would be there. And we just as kids were playing music together, man. So he's he is the ride or die from the beginning. And uh, but everyone else I played music with in bands were smart and uh, they got out of it. I guess <laughs> my mind's blown because I was I had Ernest here last week, a couple weeks ago, a couple weeks yeah. ago, and was talking to him about growing up in Nashville and didn't know you guys had that relationship definitely didn't know it's interesting too because i had a um another guy up here and he plays guitar for tim mcgraw and mm-hmm. uh he uh plays a lot of the guitar stuff for aldine on aldine's records and he just was like yeah and you know what one time aldine and i were a duo and they tried to sign us and i was like wait what <laughs> yeah, i didn't know that <laughs> that's either, like you yeah. guys just dropping out the hundred dollar bill and um <laughs> wow. so as a kid in nashville was it normal to see some of the greats just out at the grocery store because I see Kip and yeah. Brett Eldridge. <laughs> yeah. Like those are like, and and Brett and I are, are actually really close friends. But yeah. it's like they're Some just normal. The they're just normal folks yeah. here now. But when you were young, did you ever see the normal folks that we think of as like, wow, that those are the gods of country music? Yeah, uh, you know, I have a little bit unique situation with that. My my grandmother was president of Sony Publishing for thirty years, so I I got oh, to see wow. <laughs> You know, I got to see a lot of artists as she signed Brooks and Dunn to, you know, Taylor. So I got to be in her. I got to see them. But I think it was a different time, too, is like, I don't know. I didn't I didn't see people walking around. I only saw them at industry things with my grandmother. It, it was a different time. Like, they were, for me, such superstars. You know, like, you, you didn't see, you know, Ronnie Dunn walking <laughs> down the block or something or Cakes Brooks, you know, or. I don't know, Randy Travis. You, you didn't see these guys out that I was like. But I think, I don't know, as we got as we get younger, I mean, as as the music progressed and times changed, I think people are like, I don't know, I see him at the bar. I see him at, you know, mm-hmm. Tin Roof. You know, there's a lot of people out there. I was, like you said, I see Brett Eldridge just walking his dog. Probably so, with his backpack on with water coming out the yeah, dog. Coming out. absolutely. <laughs> he, so, I don't like, know. Like, Did you walk in your dog? You're not going tracking the Himalayas. It's like, why <laughs> you got a backpack full of water? Uh, yeah. Growing up in Nashville's, uh, you're – perspective of nashville is obviously mm-hmm. different then because this is normal everybody yeah. else is like you drive up into nashville you see the buildings you're like wow okay i'm here yeah. but you grow up in it yet you still wanted to stay in it now if your grandmother had a big job at a major record company did your parents do anything in music at all yeah, my mom uh did billing for demo writers she still does so she, okay in I the mean, industry yeah she's in the, my dad worked um I'm telephone poles for Bell South, <laughs> so completely opposite. Your of dad that. was smart then. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my dad got out of that stuff. Early. So then, were they going, "Hey, Mitchell, I don't. I've been in the music industry. I don't think it's the best thing to do. If you want to do yeah. it, we're not going to stop you. Yeah. But it ain't what it seems." Man, I'll be honest. I've had these conversations with my friends that have moved here that their parents didn't agree with them, and it actually made them feel you know, like they'll never make it. And I never had that. I had incredible parents, incredible grandparents that came to every sporting event I did. Uh, I was in, I was a drummer, lead screamer, and my parents wrote that shows. They didn't like the music, but they were there. And, you know, I remember I played my mom an acoustic thing one time. She started crying because she was just so happy I wasn't playing in a metal band anymore. And I was like, man, 
I want to make my mom cry again like that. It's awesome. <laughs> so it's it's uh, I was very lucky, very blessed, and I, and I and I can't imagine the pressure of trying to prove your parents um, wrong. And I have a lot of friends that have done that, and um, uh, all the all the power, more power to them. But I didn't, you know, I'm very blessed. You know, I wonder though if, and I if I when we have kids, I won't want them to do this. Mm-hmm. I will, if they want to do it, I will support them wholeheartedly. But I'm going to <laughs> make sure I'm not going to force anything to them. I'm going to make sure they see both sides of it. This is for 95% of it and 99% of people, it's a really terrible job where you make no money. Yeah. And I say that now, and that's not the case with me anymore, but for most of my life Mm -hmm. or a significant part of my life, it was. And I think it's explaining that and going, Hey, I'm going to let you know all the warts too, all the warts, all the, it's it's not just on TV. It's not just (laughs) the big concerts. But if you want to, I'm going to convince them. I'm going to work so hard at making sure they know that if they still tell me they want to do it, I'm like, then let's go because you must really want to do it. Yeah, I mean, but that's good parenting. I mean, they they told me some advice. They told me the horrors. I was like, nah, no, whatever. They did awesome. Yeah, and, I, and then I've seen them, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, you're right. But they didn't say don't do it. And uh, same, same. I want kids too, man. And I, 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 the two things I loved were football and and uh, music. And I, I would warn them about both. You know, <laughs> you know, you're the rarity that it's football. You know. You know, yeah. obviously, with most of these jabronis, they're all big baseball studs. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, Keith. Keith played a lot of or Ernest. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> Keith. He's Keith to me. Ernest. Ernest K. Uh, yeah, he played baseball growing up. I mean, we we went to David Lipscomb right down the road together. So, like, I, we were all in sports, and he was great. And how good of a yeah. football player were you? I mean, in I, high school. In high I mean, school. I don't want to brag. It's, no, no, it's do, high school. Do so. Do so. I'm asking. <laughs> you're not bragging. I am actually. No. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I extracting you know, this from you. I uh, I started. You know, all four years. You started as a ninth grader on the tw- on this. Yeah, and then um, and then we won a state championship with Glenn McAdams, who was you know rest in peace, one of the best coaches. And uh, you started in ninth grade. That's why my back hurts. That every is single that day. is for those that maybe you don't know. I don't care what classification school you're in. How, how, uh, what class did you guys play in? Uh, well, shoot, I was two. I graduated two thousand eight. Oh, what class we were? We got moved up to three A from two A. So class. I don't care if you're single A. Which was what my high school was when I was going. If you're starting in ninth grade, you got to be really good, and that's pretty cool. And you were, were you what position? Linebacker. linebacker? Yeah. Wow, look at you. So and punter. That's. <laughs> how did you get the punting job? Because that was always on our team. Somebody that was just screwing around at practice, and the coach was like, "Oh, you're pretty good at that. Let's see if you can do it here." That. Yeah. And <laughs> just screwing around at practice. Pretty naturally like, athletic. Doing... I don't look like it anymore, but I love sports more than anything. I love to compete. I'm, I loved it, man. And, and that's, I would just, whether, it, you know, I don't know how good I was, but I just really wanted to win and I would give my body to it. Like, and that's what I would tell my kids now. It's, it's not worth it, man. I remember we played Dante Hightower, who's a, you know, Super Bowl champion. I was just so tired of hearing about Dante Hightower. He was a running back from Marshall County. I said, I'm going to hit him. I'm going to hit him hard because I'm tired of y'all telling me how good he is. I remember we met right in the middle, and, he, and I just remember that day. Everything shivered down my spine. We both <laughs> dropped. I made the tackle, but my life was changed forever. I was like, I know why I'm never playing football. This guy's going with the pros because he was just so big and strong, and I was just so naive and stupid to think that I could, my, could, I could take him one-on-one. Or brave. It just depends how it, it, de- <laughs> uh, it, depends how it ends up. <laughs> yeah. If it ends up with you dominate, like, I was just so brave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, whatever. But I, I, I remember, like, that day it changed my life. I was like, wow, that, that hurt. Really bad. Being here in Nashville, and again, I'm just trying to put myself into your situation. I think I would hate country music because it was ev- because it was everywhere. I yeah. think that to me, 
growing up with it everywhere, I would purposefully be like, I don't like it because it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, you probably loved, didn't, and then came back to it. Yep. How did that work out for you musically? Yeah, that's exactly how it was. I just heard it in the car with my mom all the time. And, and you know, um, I got into high school or, you know, really middle school and really got into the emo scene. Rocket Town was a big thing. Um, and we started bands like that. Like, I loved Under Oath. I loved Reliant K. Uh, a lot yeah, of those, I know who that is. Under yeah, Oath, I don't know who that is. Yeah, Reliant K, Ace Trouble. You know, a lot of those Christian bands, actually, at, at the time that I just, we I wanted to be them so bad. So we started those bands and... Like pop punk? Pop punk, yeah. and Pop punk, man. And even, and then... Into high, into high school, went into more metal. but um, And then, yeah, like I said, you know, you, you kind of got to get your teenage dangst out and do that and, and get away from country music. And then when I got to college, my buddy um, Brad Clawson, I was, he's Rodney Clawson's son, and we've grown up together writing songs. And we got to college. It's just me and him in our, you know, our room in college. And we're like, we don't have amps. We have two acoustic guitars, and we just started playing. And that's when it kind of transitioned from the rock and roll back to, Back to home, you know, right? Yeah, songs. probably naturally. Probably yeah, a little more naturally than you would have expected yeah, after. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so you live here. You stay here for college. Mm-hmm. You live here now. Is a little bit of you want to be like, oh, let's go live somewhere else for like a year. Yeah, yeah uh, I, get a, I get a little bit of it because I get to travel all the time. But I w- I've always thought that, man. I mean, it just happened to be that I'm in the perfect place for what I ended up doing. But I am envious. I always think it's so cool when someone moves um, somewhere to, for to pursue a dream. Like my fiance from Canada to here. I mean, all my friends. And, you know, back to what you were saying earlier, it's like <clears throat> they get to go to their hometown and play a hometown show. Like you go to your place and it says home of Bobby Bones. I don't get a hometown show. <laughs> no one cares here. <laughs> you know, I got, I got to do the rhyming and that's amazing. Like, yeah, we've seen it before. <laughs> you know? I can't like come home to Nashville to have a big blowout hometown show. It's like yeah, no one gives. That does suck. So a it's a, uh, I mean, it's a blessing and a curse, I guess. But it's uh it's pretty. You know, I, I love Nashville so much. I'm so proud of this town. Um, but yeah, it is. It's a little different. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have, and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. 
And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-errands pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. You mentioned your fiance, Megan. Yeah. What? It, are you? Do you have a time when you're getting married? And if you don't, if yeah. you haven't said it yet, don't say it. No, October 23rd this oh, year. Oh wow! Right yeah. at it. All right. At two, exactly. Yeah. Two thirteen on the day. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, and I love Megan. We were, I was just having a conversation, and I'm not uh, purposefully in as many uh, of these high level high level music meetings anymore because I just I like to do my thing. I kind of don't. <laughs> with all due respect, I kind of don't care. Yeah. I understand. However, my boss ish um calls it hey i need to ask you of your opinion a couple things mm-hmm. you bring up megan remind me of this and like what do you think what do you think of megan megan patrick yeah and i said well what do you mean what do i think about her he's like do you know her or like met her met her with mitchell mm-hmm. um know her music you know from just listening to stuff and he goes you think what do you think think she has it i'm like yeah oh that's awesome, like man. she has what you can't manufacture somebody to have and then believe it for a long time. Like somebody can do the little act for a year. Yeah. Somebody can do the but I was like, you know what? She has it. And I don't know what they were trying to do, but you know, they yeah. all these high level people get there like they can only decide on a few things to really and Absolutely. He, he was like, I think so too. And I was like, yeah, she's raw, got energy, she can sing. Hell like yeah. same yeah. as you, right? Like you're raw, Thank you. you're a great singer. Like it to, to be engaged and to marry someone that's also doing the same thing at around the same stage of, of your careers. You're right. obviously in a little different places, but, you know, you're not Brooks and Dunn yet. <laughs> no. And, and you're not, one of you's not Brooks and Dunn, one of you's not a new artist. That's right. my point, Absolutely. right? You're kind of experiencing a lot of that together. Absolutely. I would think that would be awesome and difficult. It's, uh, it's the only thing we fight about. <laughs> and it's probably what you relate to each other the most about. It's, yeah, we, you know, I tell her, we told her, I was like, you know, I fell in love with music before you, and same. And I, and I want you to pursue this dream more than anything. She's, you know, every other ex I had would make me choose. And, you know, I don't make me choose. You're not going to like the choice. And we don't make each other choose that way. But if you come home and you have a hard day in the music industry, um, and I want to give you some advice, you don't want that advice. You just want to, I had a hard day in the industry too. If you want to come talk about your mom, your mom, you know, you're having problems with that or your sister you're arguing with your sister i'm there for you but it's really hard to communicate when you had a hard day in the industry it's 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 very hard all the time so we came we're like hey you know what we're not going to do talk about that you have a hard day in the industry call your best friend lanny wilson casey you know who you come up with tell them and i'll do that with my my friends and then let's let's come home and leave that behind otherwise you know it gets pretty stressful i mean she's a woman too it's it's a whole different thing for us and it's it's tough man but uh what about traveling Again, yeah. you have to hop on a plane and go eat dinner, <laughs> yeah. and that's part of the job. That's the yeah. nature of the business. You have to play a bunch of shows. Mm-hmm. She is a new new artist here, um, quite successful in Canada. But you know, yeah. it's welcome to the big leagues. Yeah, she, and she has big league talent, so she has to go out now and show everyone. Yep. Well, do you guys? I mean, what, what, what's that juggling like? Well, it's just starting back for her now, which is great because, yeah, you're right. She came from Canada here. She had to get do the whole thing, get the booking agent, start 
building relationships. So she's finally getting shows booked here when she normally would have done, you know, a hundred something in Canada that she couldn't do. Canada has been pretty shut down still kind of is. So it's all opening back up now. And, you know, I'm, I'm going today and I'm flying back tomorrow to make it to her birthday. So, you know, we, we, we make it work. Like when, when we're, when we're home, we, everyone's like, are y'all writing or singing when you're home? I'm like, no, God, no. Yeah. We're chilling on the couch with our dogs. Yeah, the watching, opposite. Watching the opposite. Yeah. Um, well, I'll just wrap up with this on Megan and I, no, but I, thank you. I hadn't planned to talk about all this, but you, when you mentioned, it, I was like, "Oh yeah, let me yeah. say a couple things." And Megan, if you happen to listen to this, I'm such a big fan and advocate of not just what you do because everybody does, everybody does that, but how you do it. I think it, I think that's a difference. Absolutely. And so, yeah, just just a, a a big fan and the fact that she could go and do a bunch of shows and get paid in Canada and make a lot more money, and now yeah. she has to sacrifice a bunch of money, yeah, to start, kind of start over here. That's why I've married her, or why I am, and she is inspiring. And yeah, even to her, man, during quarantine, her songs, just her songwriting, man, it was just it, all unbiased aside. Like she, it was, I was like, man, why didn't I come up with that title? How are you, you know, how are you doing that? So be on the lookout for her. I think she's got a lot, a lot of good stuff coming up. Man. Do you ever do that with? It's tough because she's in the business, but like my wife will say something so funny. She is the funniest person I've ever met. My wife is. Yeah. She shouldn't be as funny as she is because she's pretty. And I'm like, well, somebody got screwed because they got, they didn't get anything. Like there's only so much to go around. You, you're pretty and yeah. you're hilarious. So somebody's ugly yeah. and not funny because they accidentally gave you both. And so she'll say something randomly, and I'm like, oh my god, that is so funny. And I want to steal it for a joke for my stand-up act. And I used to do it all the time and not tell her. Yeah. And, right, and then yeah. I would do a joke, and she'd be like. Where'd you get that joke? <laughs> yeah. And I'd be like, what do you mean where'd I get that joke? I don't know. It just kind of yeah. came to me. She goes, I said that to you, and you <laughs> stole it, and you didn't say anything to me that you were going to use it in a joke. Oh, it's amazing. And so I'm like, yeah. then I try to lie and be like, no, oh, I, I probably said it to you. Yeah. And you still, I, but it's absolutely her. <laughs> Does that ever happen when like, you guys are an idea? That, yeah. And you're like, oh, man, I'd love to have that. Uh, like, can I go with that idea? <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, we... You know, we we talk like songwriters too sometimes when we don't even know it. So she'll say something, and I'll be like, grab my phone and just kind of type it down. Or we'll be watching a movie or something, and a cool phrase will come out, and we'll, I, I'll notice out of the corner of my eyes she's got her phone too, and we're writing stuff down. It's like I'm like, oh, the you know the diary of a songwriter. But man, it's a uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. It's, it's you kind of we, you're together. It's yours. It's both y'all's, but yours is mine, right? Is it annoying <laughs> that people? And I'm not sure. It may not even be annoying, but everybody's yeah. like, "All right, when are you guys gonna do a big duet?" Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, it's like I don't, I don't know. We don't. We're home. We don't do that. I don't know. It's just not something we we do when we're home together. We're trying to. I mean, hopefully, if we get to the Brooks and Dunn and we have more time on our hands, maybe. Yeah. But right now, we're both trying to, you know, break it together, you know, or separately. Sorry, Craig Wiseman. Uh, yes, I say that name. What what comes to mind? Um, he helped me. Early on, when I was starting Riser House Records, uh, giving me advice of how to start a business, to hire people, that uh, it's going to take a year and a half to figure out if someone's the right person sometimes. And he had no reason to do that. He wrote with me when I had no cuts. Um, he is the epitome of what Nashville is, man. And I have the utmost respect for that guy and what he's done and how he continues to want to write with new people and stay current and be the legend he is man it's a uh, uh, he is somebody that i will always think highly of and preach to my kids to everybody about craig wiseman man he is an amazing guy if you were doing a mount rushmore for people that personally inspire you as an artist mm -hmm. and you don't have to have met them 
but I don't want to make all four of them um, people from the 20s. Yeah, right. Just yeah. because I – actually, I would like to eliminate that because I think a lot of people feel pressured. So I don't – if you do or don't, I'm going to eliminate it. A lot of people feel pressured to go, well, Waylon – and they can name three Waylon songs or they can't – and yeah. that's okay that they can't. Yeah. But I think a lot of times this town, they're like, well, you probably need to like at least act like you're a big fan of the people <laughs> before. So I'm going to eliminate yeah. that. Yeah. Get current day – Give me yeah. four people that inspire you as an artist. As an artist, John Mayer for sure. I'm a massive John Mayer fan and Michael Jackson. Um, those two growing up were, I don't know, every kind of everything I, I wanted to Im- imitate musically. Um, and then, I mean, as far as the industry, man, my, my manager does. She's young. She's like 25 and just crushing it. And She's only 25 now? 20, 25 or 20. She might just turn 26, yeah. I mean, I remember when I met her years yeah. ago. And it was like, this is Mitchell's manager. Yeah. And I was like. I know. Wow. It's, she's, like she, her head was so on straight. Yeah. At, and still is at such a young age. She's incredible, man. She is pushing down walls, and it's watching that is just it is it's inspiring. It makes me want to work harder. It makes me want to work harder for her. Um, the yeah, whole town needs awesome. to know her name, man. Kristen Ashley, she's amazing. And then say, say it again, Kristen Ashley, without man. mumbling. <laughs> Kristen Ashley, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, she's awesome. She's amazing, yeah, man. Awesome. And then um, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna put my grandmother up there. I mean, she was everything to me, inspiring the way she treated people. Uh, the way she walked into a room and took it over, but humbly, like a, from Alabama, you know, it's just, that's my grandmother. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that if that's my four. Yeah. What about her do you think made her such a success? Uh, she was a godly woman, first off. You know, she had faith. Um, but she came from nothing. She had no reason. And she was, in that time, women didn't get those chances. She worked her way up from receptionist at Sony to running the whole thing and, just didn't take no for an answer, but like this Southern Belle, polite, but like you didn't want to, I don't know, you just, you respected her. She treated everyone with that. And that's why, like, I, you know, I was 13 or 14 when she passed. So I didn't get like the music industry stuff from her, but I got, I was surrounded by it and I just got to watch how she treated people and ran, you know, her life. And it was uh, very inspiring to me that I wanted to take that over for my family as that next person, you know, she would hold all the Christmas parties, the family, every birthday, they come to hers. And it's like, that's what I want to do. That's my goal now is to, you know, be a family person first and, and do that. I think everything kind of surrounds your, you know, kind of fits in place when you do that first. I mean, my business, your business, family, you got to build that strength and trust. And I think I learned that from her for sure. Okay. Quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. 
Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash stereo right now. netsuite.com slash stereo. netsuite.com slash stereo. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-errands pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. pretty cool that you had such a positive influence that was influencing you without even knowing you were being influenced like that's yeah. what i'm hearing like you have all these Absolutely. things that now affect your life in a very positive way but at the time you didn't know you were accepting them no clue she was just grandmother but uh but she was grandmother with some <laughs> with, with some swagger for sure if she's running sony that's awesome yeah, the song with you and chris young and yep. i want to play that <clears throat> again now So you wrote this. Yeah. How how did this whole this uh, collaboration come together? Yeah, I've gotten to know Chris over the last four years. Just became friends, and you know, you on that day it was Chris Young and Chris and Stefano on my phone. So like, you know, our publishers will book dates, and but that date was during quarantine with quotation marks. I don't really know when that ended or what it yeah. was, but and then um, it was a snowpocalypse. So I was so. We haven't been writing a lot. I hated Zoom rights. So I called Chris up and I was like, dude, I need to get out of the house today. I need to write a song. I know it's snowing. He goes, buddy, I got four wheel drive. Come on, let's go. So we show up at the Stefano's and we just start talking, you know, catching up again. It had been a while since all of us had done that. And Chris said something like, man, you should have seen me and Mitchell at the end of the bar like a year ago. Like we were, we were, you know, venting, talking about all the industry stuff. And I was like, hold on, wait, what'd you say right there? I think that's. That's that's the song we need right today because I met you there. I met Megan there. I see my I can still see my ex there. I made best friends. I don't even know their name there. I was like, well, I think that could be a cool song to write. And I just wanted a Chris Young cut because I love his voice like, <laughs> more than anything. But then after the end of the we wrote it, Chris was like, well, get on in there and sing it. And I'm like, dang, man, I really wanted you to sing it. So I got in there. My voice was trash that day, too, because I've been singing a lot in my studio. And I gave everything I had on it, man, the demo. And Chris called me two days later, and he's like, man, do you mind if I put a vocal on it? And I was like, yes, yes. And I was like, yeah, man, of course. And then two days later, hey, buddy, I think I want to put this on my record. And I'm like, it's all happening. And then, then he called, and he said, well, would you want to be a duet? And uh, you mind if it's the single? And I'm like, it happened that fast for me, a week, because it's so hard to get a cut, let alone a single. And, you know, all I wanted was, you know, a Chris Young, to hear a Chris Young sing on a song of mine. So it was just... I don't know. It just kind of happened really organically and fun, and it was just one of those cool, cool things. And he's an amazing singer, man. So it was really fun to sing with him. When you guys sang, I believe it was the ACMs. Yeah, right. You guys, that's the show, right? Yeah, we just did that. Yeah. You just a couple weeks ago in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, being such a good singer, and you're singing with somebody else that's such a good singer. Do you feel like you got to be like, well, I really got to, 
I gotta stretch it and try to get a little better. Because when you're by yourself, you're not com- you're not compared to anybody. Well, of course, yeah, and especially up to him. And that is the highest song I have in my catalog. Same with him. Because that day, I, I really I was trying to impress Chris Young in the, in the, when we wrote it, and so I sung it way too high. And then so now it's a challenge. And dude, I had the flu at the ACMs, not mm-hmm. COVID. I had the flu, and so I had to get a steroid shot. I had to. Get, I was so scared that I wasn't gonna be able to hit the note. Um, and did, I think you know. Do you feel like you did in your mind? I, I I think so. Yeah, the adrenaline kicked in. It was fun. You know, it was my first ACM performance ever. And so we just kind of, like you do, you turn it on, you figure it out, and then you kind of black out, and then it's over. And then I'm like, ah, it's over. There's nothing I can do about it now. And, you know, I got a lot of good feedback. And But I was so nervous all day, man, to be honest with you. I really was. That being sick on a performance day, especially a big performance day that, that you can't really get out of. Yeah. And that steroid shot. I've had I've just had, I've had to do it a bunch of times where I'm like it's, losing my yeah, voice. Yeah, the worst. And for a second, it's like this. You're awful. Then you're like, whoa, let's go. Ay, ay, ay. And then when it goes away, yeah. it's just like like a train's run you over. Yeah. You're th- very thankful yep. that it exists and you were able to use it. Yeah. A powerful tool. Sparingly, though. You don't want to use yes. it too much. You can't use it too much. Because it's not really helping. It's it's hiding the help. And, and it's it, not it helping. Yeah, it's not helping yeah. or healthy. <laughs> yeah, so you, you use them when you absolutely have to. But that's, yeah. But I'm, they're But there's... The fact that they exist. Yes. I've, it has saved my life five times, for yeah. sure. A few in, for in me, career. too. Where I'd be, I'll be in a city. I remember once we were snowed in in, in a casino in Iowa. Remember that, Mike? Yeah, I do remember that. I was sick as a dog. <laughs> we went and tracked down a, a steroid shot in an IV behind like a yeah. bowling alley and a Waffle House. <laughs> we think it was back there by the yeah. dumpsters. Yeah, and- <laughs> it, it was like a hash brown special. And, <laughs> and I remember I just felt terrible, but... I laid in bed going, there's no chance that I'm going to feel any. Oh, baby! <laughs> yeah, and then it goes. And then afterwards, you're just a wreck. And then it crashes. Yeah, congrats man, yeah. on that, though. For, you know, the big award Thank show. You, that's, you know, what's great about that for you is that now that you have your first one, it's almost like, this is my audition tape for other shows. If, <laughs> yeah. if you're, like, considering me and you're on the fence, Fair enough, watch yeah. me do it. I didn't think about that. Yeah, man, absolutely. It's, it, it was awesome. It was an honor, man. It's just to sit down there and the artist with everybody and you know, have an artist I respect come up and say, man, that was awesome. Really great. I mean, whether they were just being nice or not, that that it feels good. It inspires you, man. It was a lot of fun. You wrote a Christmas song for Dan and Shay. Um, so I have two questions. And uh, Can I hear a little bit of this verse? So my first question is, when you write a song like this and you talk about writing it high, low, are you and Shay in the <laughs> same... You sing in near the same vocal spot. He's 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 definitely a higher. He's got more range than me for okay, sure. Okay, but I'm not saying range yeah. or better singer. But I'm saying when you, in your most present singing voice, are you in him and his? Are you around the same? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think we can. Yeah, I think so. So when you ride, is it pretty easy for him to do? It? Like, oh, okay. He, well. Yeah, I mean, he's such an amazing melodic person. Like. He's just so good. I don't know. It's just you kind of just like like you said. You kind of just got to up your game when you're around. He's, in my opinion, the best singer, in, I mean, not just Nashville that I've ever heard. Control wise, he is just so good. So like even like you know when you're growing up learning guitar, you're, you you want to put yourself in the room with people that are better than you because it makes you it ups you. And he is definitely that. So to me, I don't know. It, it just something happens those days because you just like really want to be able to do what they're doing and and then i think you and then you'll leave and you can't do what you just did in the room if that makes any sense at all he's that kind of singer man so i I mean he truly is the best i've never heard him sing uh, have a bad day like ever 
He's just like incredible. He really is. I have. Um, <laughs> I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, sure. Hopped on his tour bus once and he was in his underwear. <laughs> he had slept until like Dan was already running hills. And well, that's Shay, yeah. Shay was still asleep <laughs> until like one p.m. He's like, eh. I was like, that's a bad day, right? You having right there, buddy? Yeah. Let's let's let's, let's shake. Um, but yes, but I would. He'd probably say similar things about you, as far as how good of a singer that you are. And with that song, my prediction. Well, predictions forward face. My um, suspicion with that song, that that song specifically, the Christmas song, is that it made a lot of money. I I don't I don't even know. You don't know I have, yet. I have to look. I mean, my, that one was kind of me and Andy and Jordan started that song, and then we ended up writing Naughty List for my record, and then they gave that, and then Dan and Shay added to that song. So my it, yeah, my I don't know suspicion what it like. is it did extremely well. I hope so. That watch was bought probably with just that song. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, maybe. I hope so. Nah. <laughs> I'll just my business manager hasn't yelled at me yet. That is all I care about. As long as she doesn't scream at me, then I feel okay. Do you ever call her? And I did this a lot whenever I first started to have any taste of success. I didn't know what a business manager was. I'll be honest yeah, with you. I didn't, didn't grow up in an industry, <laughs> an industry. I didn't. I, I still. I, I did and still didn't. Know. Right. <laughs> like, so they're like, well, I was having to pay people. Right. I was having to pay. Um, a tour manager. I was having to pay people when I was doing con. There's all all these yeah. percentages. I was having to pay man and and finally someone's like, "You have to get a business manager." And I, was like, well, I was like, "I already have enough managers. I don't need to pay anybody else." They <laughs> yeah. said, "Well, they'll do all that for you. They just get a really small percentage, but yeah. you don't worry about anything anymore." And I'm like, "Wow, I just I couldn't understand it. Couldn't." Yeah. Now I, I can't live without I her. You couldn't. No. But I would call anytime I was going to buy anything. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm gonna get a new pair of headphones. Is that okay? Do I have enough? <laughs> And so I'd make those calls, and yeah. I will do that now occasionally. Um, but do you have to do that now? If it's like, all right, I'm going to buy a nice watch, do you call and check? Like, are we cool here? Yeah, I definitely do. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, you know, crazy rich by any means. You know, we're we're living okay, we're blessed. But I, I do. It's just it's just out of respect to everyone else. You know, um, I want to make sure that I don't buy something and I can't pay my another obligation. But to your point, like. I couldn't live without her. She does that. And I ask her and she'd be like, yeah, okay, you're fine. Or, uh, okay, just, you know, chill out on the, chill out on the, uh, on the drinks at the bar that you're buying people. And you refuse, dang it. <laughs> you know what? I appreciate that about you. Yeah, it's, it's, and I think until I actually, uh, for me, it was about, I had to pay so many percentages and I was, yeah. I would sit there with a notebook and, it, and my computer and be like, okay, if I get 3% to this person, I got to do 400 bucks to this. Worse. It, I spent all my time doing it. And I'm very like that, too. I enjoyed doing my bills. And then, you know, I was paying my band. And then I realized I wasn't taking taxes out. I got screwed, the yeah. first, you know, when we were in a van and all that. And I was like, when she said, I'm going to handle it all. I mean, when you play 48 states, there's a different tax. In every, every state? Yeah. It's so, unbelievable. Like, how, who does that? She will send me something. <laughs> go, hey, you need to send sign your California tax return? Yeah. I don't live in California. I just went and did a stack, you know, as, as high as this water bottle of tax, you know, of every state and all this stuff. I'm just like. This is what you do every day. She loves it. And I'm, I'm very grateful for those kind of people because I would lose my head. There'd be no chance. And I never learned it, and I never will. I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> I was too poor to understand it or think I would ever know anything about money. Yeah. Just we never, we never had anything. And then I made a lot of money quickly. So then I was like, I'll just, I need to hire people to do it. Why do I need to not? So I was too poor to understand and now i'm just like i don't i never i'll never understand i'm just dumb and i'm just gonna have people do it until i can't afford it anymore and then i'm just gonna go back to being dumb again and not do it <laughs> well you've been there before you know you can 
I don't know that's true. <laughs> if this ever doesn't work out anymore, I can't get back. I'm telling <laughs> you right now, there's not a ladder to get back here. I, I, this is my one shot. Yeah, no, no, I mean, like, you know, yeah, I'm the same way. I mean, if it doesn't work out, whatever. I'm a, I'll, I'll, I know I've made it with nothing before I'll do it again. That's my thing. I won't make it. I will not do it again. I'll just go work at the mill. Well, that, like yes. That, okay, you know? fair enough. Yeah. I mean, I'm all, all homeless aside. If we had to go back to a van, I'd quit. <laughs> like, but but, you, be, but you, know, you wouldn't. And that's the truth. Yeah, probably right. You wouldn't. Right. You'd do it and you'd love it. And you know what? Dang it, it if I was kicked off of here, I'd go, I'd go back to Arkansas. I'd lick my wounds and I'd probably hop on a station in Fayetteville, Arkansas and be like, here we go. Let's <laughs> see if we it. can, because we love what we do. You're right, man. And that's with anyone and what they do. If you love what you do, you work harder at it. If you Absolutely. work hard at something long enough and smart enough, you will be successful in your, your own version of success. I totally believe that. I love that. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. (sighs) Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-errands pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. So we're just a few weeks out from the low light sessions. Yeah. The actual date of that is April 15th. One song out now, Horseshoes and Hand Grenades. Uh, here, let me play. Do you have a little bit? Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. So close you feel it hurts when it's real cozy and it don't feel the same. Gas close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. Horseshoes and hand So what, what's, what's, what's the vibe with these next eight songs inside of this the low light sessions. Yeah, man, just just you know, not as produced up. There's you know nothing that I went in like, oh, we got to make something that sounds very radio single. These are more singer songwriter, deeper lyrics, which I hope could work at radio too. But they're they're more you know s- stuff that I wanted to write and that I've been wanting to put out for five years. Some older songs from the first girl I met that didn't work out to the last songs about Megan and uh, and everything in between. 
and just you know just deeper lyrics and just a chiller vibe something like low light sessions you can kind of chill at, you know sit in the fire drive around and not even listen but just hear it in the background i, I like that that unoffensive won't hurt your ears you could you could be playing anywhere and, and you'll you know it'll be a good vibe yeah. that makes sense chilies i want to be chilies eating, baby yeah. i want to be eating my, my queso skillet yeah and I want to hear oh, man, horseshoes and hand grenades. That's what I'm talking about. I'm going to get a queso skillet. Do you know where you guys are going tonight? No, um, no, I don't. Some, Make I'll sure. Figure it out. Well, who pays? I hope I have. And oh, you don't. Sony, well, you're fine. Uncle you, Sony, your record pay. label will pay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle, well, it'll be Aunt Sony tonight. It's my uh, it's Paige is my regional out there. Yeah, Aunt Sony will be paying tonight. What time? Is your, what time is your flight? Three. Okay, we're we're good. Oh, yeah. We have a few minutes. I um, just got a backpack with a shirt in it. I'm going to walk right through. So I'm, I'm fine. And then you're gonna. Not spend the night or get on a flight tonight and come back? I'm, I'm going to spend a night. We were going to do lunch and come back, but couldn't find one. I was like, let's just come back in the morning. I used to do that whenever I was a radio guy and, like, uh, before I started syndicating my own show and I was just hustling. Um, yeah. I would fly places. Well, what I would do is I would hit up people and be like, hey, I'm going to be in town. Uh, yeah. Are you free for lunch? I'm in town for, like, a day. And I wasn't going to be in town. But once they would agree to lunch, I'd freaking get <laughs> – I'd, I'd, I'd buy me a flight on Southwest. So I'd fly over, meet them for lunch, and be like, all right – and then I would just fly back home, and it would be Love exhausting. That. But they would not go to lunch. They it wouldn't have happened if I was like, "Hey, I want to fly in and meet you for lunch." They'd, right, of they'd say no. Absolutely. Like, don't do that. That's crazy. You're you're crazy. But I'd be like, "Hey, I'm going to be in town. Yeah. Any chance you want to grab lunch?" Like five times out of six, they would say <laughs> yes. And I made a lot of my yeah. relationships that way. It's very smart, man. By just Love hustling that. and and you know wearing it out. And so when you mentioned the last song is about mm-hmm. Megan on this, is that the way you are? Yeah. Is that about her? And you wrote it by yourself. Mm-hmm. Was that important to you when writing a song about her to write it by yourself, or is that just how it happened? Yeah, man. I wanted to write that song. I, I'm not going to sing for her at my wedding this song, but I wrote the song thinking about the wedding and thinking about that whole how we how do we get to the point of wanting to marry each other and, and how did I fall in love with somebody so much that I want to marry you? And so I'm not. I don't want to do the cliche like here. I'm going to make this whole moment about me when you're walking down the aisle. But I wanted to write the song about her walking down the aisle, and so. I, you know, that's kind of where, where my head was at when I wrote that. And I was just, you know, we were still in the same house. This was during quarantine stuff. So I'm just downstairs in my studio writing and hoping she's upstairs not listening. <laughs> and uh, and she That's was, how I feel when so. I'm in the bathroom. I'm just <laughs> hoping she's not near me listening because I'll be a little embarrassed. I'll be like, oh. Man, I turn on a blow dryer and just do my thing. Just when you ride or bathroom? <laughs> both, okay, both. both. Yeah. Okay. So you write this song. And how do you, when you write a song about someone, especially one that's very vulnerable and personal will you play it for her uh with your guitar and mouth or will you play it for her after you record a demo um i had her just come down and listen to it um guitar and mouth sounds like weird dirty like weird thing but you, you gave her mouth. guitar and mouth <laughs> yeah, I, I gave her a little guitar and mouth last night boys it was sick and then what <laughs> then what not what happens but what happens because she has to listen and there's now a reaction that she needs to give you yeah even if she's not, I'm not going to say feeling it. No, no, I know what you're saying. But if you're making yourself so vulnerable, she owes you something in vulnerability back, even just to make you feel like it's even. It's the toughest thing, man, because she'll come home too with that same thing. I just wrote this song about you today. You want to hear it? <clears throat> yeah, of course. And then you and then you hear it. And it's like it's not that like. What reaction are you looking for? Mm-hmm. Like I don't know what. Like, I'm more now I'm thinking about the reaction instead of listening to the song because I don't want her to think that I don't love it. So I'm sure she got some of that. I mean, she, you know, she teared up actually on it. 
Really? So you got emotion? <clears throat> that one, yeah. Uh, that was a good that one. one. There are other ones. <laughs> yes, there like, are others. Sucks, no, man. I mean, we, we're very honest when it comes yeah. to songs, man. You, that's just the way it is. We, we write a million of them. But that one she did, and, and then she just wrote one called My Left Hand, that um, you know, the best thing about my left hand is a ring on it from the right man. And that one got me. You know, I was that, that was like, man, I was like, dang, dude, you, you really, you really got me on that one. So every now and then that's those good. songs do work. I'm going to play the way you are in just a second, but yeah. that's good. If I were to write my left hand, cause I'm left-handed, that yeah. would be dirty. All right, here we go. <laughs> here is the way you are. So you can feel my heartbeat, girl, and sing along to the rhythm of it. Sweet as magnolia, hundred proof and amazing jar. Don't change a thing about you, cause I love you just the way you are. I would, like, if I were you and an artist and a songwriter, if she said, hey, listen to this song, I would be going, okay, now am I listening with my heart? Mm -hmm. Am I trying to listen to how deep the words are as to me? Or am I listening for the hook, like going, hey, this would be, this is a great catchy song. Right. It is, it's almost like I would rather it be given to me and then go, I want to go away. Let's do it by myself a few times. And then yeah. let me have my my thoughts on both, because yeah. I may not give you what you're looking for as far as fair. why you were looking for me to listen to this song. No, that's very fair. I mean, uh, yeah, it's the what you deal with when you live with another artist and a songwriter for sure. And like like we just said, man, it was I don't know that one that one worked, but I've done it before and did not get the reaction I was expecting. And I'm and I know I've given her the or not given her the reaction she's expected. You know, especially when we're like driving the car, and I, I truly don't, just don't want it. Like, I want to turn on old pop punk music, and she's got demos. You know, I'm like, and like, no offense to her at all. I'm just like, can we listen to those later? But she really wants to play them then. And it's like my head's just not in mm-hmm. to like hearing any of it. It's, it's all great. She's great. So it's like I know it's great, but I'm just not there. So I know, and then I'm sure I give that to her too when I'm in the truck. I'm like, hey, I got a demo. You know, and it's, it's got to be the same way. I, I like it. That you do movie voice though when it's demo. Hey, I got a demo. Hey, I got a demo today. The, and. My mine is on such a lower level than yours, but there are times where I write a song that is so freaking funny that I will I will write it, I will laugh out loud, I will think <laughs> about it and laugh yeah. out loud. I will randomly laugh out loud and go, "What are you laughing out loud about?" To myself, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, that song I wrote." Like I, it's that funny to me. I love that. Man. And then I will play it for Caitlin, and she'll go, "Oh, is that one of those? Is that a serious one you tried to write?" <laughs> no. Yes. And I'm like, no. and she's like, it. "Oh, oh yeah, there are some funny parts." Yeah. And I'm like, oh man, I, meant to- I suck. And then I have to get over my little my little pride. I'm like, well, how would you make it funny? And she's like, well, what I would do. And I'm like, oh, that's that's perfect. God dang it. I mean, that's why we have them, man. That's why we're lucky. It's okay. Keep us in check. And I don't know, man. It's uh, I deal with it too. It's fun. It's it's, it's just funny. It is. What I mean, if we see each other? And we're gonna see each other a lot over the next few years, unless uh, I die in a plane crash, which I still think could happen. You heard it here first. Where, no, not here first. Wood. I say it a lot. Yeah, um, I'm really scared to fly. So I hate me too. If in five years we're sitting down, same situation, I'm like, damn, we've only really sat down like this, like, you know, a, a few times over the yeah. last five years, Mitchell. Like, where in five years do you feel like you need to be? And I don't care what what platform you choose. Where do you need to be to go? Like, yeah, I feel good about where I am right now. What's that goal? I want I want a kid or two with Megan, um, and I want music to not be why I have to make money. I want to be financially sound so that music is just music again. You know, right now it's my job, and I'm trying to set it up. I, like, I want to make money in music, 
put it in something else to make me money so I never have to think about it again. Then I could just pick up a guitar, go to my kids' game. You know, like, I want, I want kids, and I want to watch them grow up, and I don't want to be on the road this much. That would be my goal in five years, and hopefully, you know, we can get to that point. Um, yeah, and, you know, and obviously just to still be in this industry in five years, man, that would be a, that'd be a, a huge blessing. That's a big win. Yeah. Just to be in. Absolutely. To stay in. I mean, somebody believes in you. Somebody's investing in you. Mm-hmm. Somebody uh, thinks that you got enough in you that they can make something. And just being in is a win. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes, like, and I get lost too with like, wow, I wish I could do this, have this show, do this award. But in the end, that stuff really doesn't matter as much as we think it does in the moment it's happening. Right. I got all the awards. I'm telling you, yeah. I, I ain't no Well, the second you get it, you forget about it because you want the next. Yeah. I mean, I do. Immediately. It's not even that. It's like mine, too, isn't just about the next. It's about, oh, God, well, if I don't win the next one, I'm a freaking loser. Yeah, you're done. It's not it's not like I'm cocky. It's like, well, I won this one. But if I don't win the next one, I'm on the way down and I'm out of here and I don't get to work anymore. Well, it's just competitive and understanding. I mean, it's just you. This industry is such a roller coaster, man. and, And it is what it is. And it's very hard. You know, it's 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 hard. Like I tell all the time with these songs. I had to learn that these songs aren't my babies. They're my business. And I've got to, you know, you, it's a really hard thing to put that aside and figure that out and understand that, man, you're going to, you'll have a high moment and then it could be two weeks later. It's, this industry is what have you done for me lately? And it takes a toll on everybody, man. It's, there's no doubt about it. But What's, know, it, what's interesting we about what you said a second ago when you were talking about your goals, you said, you know, you want to make music to not have to make money. And listen, if you make money, great. That's amazing. But yeah. you want to make music. But what's funny is your goal is to be back where you started. Because mm-hmm. I feel like that in a lot of ways, too, because <laughs> yes. I didn't make any money. Yeah. I was doing it because I love to do it. Yes. And that's the only reason I did it. And I never thought I would make money because nobody made money around me. It wasn't a job you could make money in. But right. I just loved it, and I was okay not making money because I was fulfilled. Like I was already, in my mind, successful yeah. because I was doing what I loved, and if I could just stay in it, that's a win. That yeah. was the beginning. That's the beginning for you, too, because you you're not making any money in the early yeah. on. Then you get to the middle stage where you've got to make money because yeah. you got bills, you got to, but you want to get back to that feeling like when you first started. Yeah. That that is in the evity, is that a word? Naiveness? I don't know what it is, but it's like, I you know, any when you get a little bit of success, you start thinking you know everything, and that's when stuff stops happening. Well, I thought that before I had success. Yeah, yeah. I agree. <laughs> well, yeah, sure. Yes. But when you get, but like, you're right you, about that. Tom. I want to get back to like, you know, not knowing any rules, not knowing any better. I think that's when some of the best stuff happened. And, I think that is some of the best stuff that came out of, you know, the COVID thing was I, I, I quit trying to do everything for everyone else and started writing music again like that, uh, you know, and I want to get to a place where it, it is so freeing that I have nothing else to worry about except the music again. That's very poignant, and I like that because I believe, too, that not knowing the rules is actually better than breaking the rules. Amen. Yep. Because I'll use my career as an example – I, I have never had a mentor or anyone to tell me, hey, look, that's really not how we do it or that's how to do it, and I, I didn't like that. I was like, man, I'm always just floating my own boat. I'm solo. Right. Um, however, I did things so different than everybody else, and I was always told it was weird and I never fit <laughs> until yeah. you realize you're not weird and you don't fit anymore. Everybody's weird for not trying to fit into what you've created, and now you've to. And so yep. me not knowing the rules was the greatest thing that ever happened to me. Sure was. Because I made my own, and I made my own path, 
And yeah, I messed up a lot. <laughs> but not knowing allowed me to go in places that other people really hadn't been. Yeah, that's why you're here. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. But no, I mean, I mean that's uh, Illuminati. But still. <laughs> uh, well, I thought we weren't talking about that. <laughs> okay, listen, here. We, we've done an hour here. This, this has been a lot of fun. I, I'm glad that we I've, could, I've really enjoyed this, Bobby. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, we, we were trying to get you in already. And then Mike was like, hey, he's leaving. Can you fly home? And I was like, no, I was like, what's his name again? That, who's, that, who's that guy? And then after he, he showed me a picture of you, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I remember yeah, that yeah, guy. Yeah. I, I, just little me. I live right down the road. We can go golf whenever you want. And so are you, are you good? No, I'm, I'm, like, a, I'm like a 10. You, okay, I'm not going to hold you up. You're better than I am. I'm not great. No, no, you're better than I am. I'm, I'm like a 12 or a 13. We're probably the same. No, you're better than I am. And I have a little machine out there, and I still am not good. I did see that. Very envious. I need one of those in my life. That's when I know I'll make it. That Bobby Bones. It's pretty legit. That's, all, that's I'm, amazing. I'm not, not going to lie to you. Of all the things. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. That's pretty legit. <laughs> uh, but I should be better, and I'm not because... Golf's hard. Well, <laughs> I'm going to give you my platter of, of meat and cheese here. I work a lot. Yeah. I am constantly working. Therefore, I can afford that. Yeah. But because I'm working so much, I can't really get on can't that. can't with it. <laughs> And because I'm not on that that much, I don't have time to go play the course. Yeah. So it's a weird situation here. <laughs> Isn't that what it is, man? You, you buy all this stuff and can't use it. Because you, <laughs> you the only way you were able to buy it is you're working your face <laughs> off and you, you still keep working your face off. Oh, man. That's uh, why it's like spend your money now, man. Because, yeah, I'm not you know? good at that. I'm, not, I'm, just not, I'm scared of money. <laughs> I'm scared of it. I don't know anything about it. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, my therapist says that people that, and generally that, uh, don't have a lot either are very selfish with their money and hide and keep it all or give it all away. And I very much saw to a detriment in that second one where I'm just like, oh, you want here, why don't you take, let me help you here. Let me do this. Mm -hmm. Let me help you. And I know for a fact if I want, nobody's going to help me. None of those idiots. (laughs) They're going to be like, oh, we spent it, man. Yeah. But that's more of, uh, so my point is you can have the golf simulator when you walk (laughs) out. Just pick it up, throw it in the truck. (laughs) (laughs) It's the size of about five trucks, but yeah, we'll make it work. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Mitchell Tenpenny, uh, we're gonna. We'll actually go over this again the week that your uh, the low light sessions come out. But for everyone out there, you can get horseshoes and hand grenades. Can you pre-save this? Yeah, it's it's up for pre-sale now, and that's the song that comes. Pre-sale, here. pre-save. Yeah, what is it called? I, you know what? I don't is it know. online or offline? I don't know. The <laughs> fact that people are like, hey, go ahead and pre-like and pre-save my song. I'm like, well, I don't know that I like it or want to save it yet, but yeah. I understand why you're getting me to. But what's next? Hey. Go ahead and click that button so when I think of an idea, you're, you get first dibs on it. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's a weird situation. But if you had that button, I'd push it. That's my point. i push the dang button. I really appreciate and that. Megan, I'd push your button. Well, hold on. <laughs> Megan, push, I would like I push you, your buttons all the no, time. No, no, no. Right. <laughs> uh, so you guys check it out. Uh, again, the new single is – we're playing it. You got, two, you got two songs on the radio right now. That's what was confusing to me because you have yeah. yours – is actually on the chart now. It just this week. Yeah, yeah just charted. I just looked. You, they yeah. got a little red arrow beside it. Let's go, baby. And that's cool. a, and that's a big deal. They got the little. You gotta, that's the goal to keep the little red arrow. Yeah. And then so truth about you. And here's a clip of that one more time. If you quit telling lies about me. And then Chris Young and Mitchell Tenpenny, uh, the duet here. And I will say this: you're double dipping here, and I like that. You're on it. And you're getting publishing, too, because you wrote it. <laughs> Amen. I like man. what it's I'm been, saying. It's been a minute since we've been up here, so mm-hmm. thank you. It's good to have two. Reed, 
Mitchell is here. Ask him one. Our final question is from <laughs> Reed. Reed was caller 10, so he got to be part of this interview. Um, no, he's not. He's, a, he's our video guy. <laughs> I'll oh, say, well, I didn't know that. You seemed very... <laughs> uh, Reed, what is your question? All right. Uh, let's see. Since recording equipment is like so accessible nowadays, yes. like you probably have a home studio, um, how often do you end up recording parts at home that end up in the final cut or are you yeah. mainly That's doing a good question you, i like that one yes sir yeah, man. Or are you mainly just doing demos and stuff like that a lot of demos uh who you are everything i did down there that um wow. the whole thing just played it all wrote it all did it all down there and then i just sent it off to jeff braun to get mixed I'm, I'm not a mixer i do not have those years but produced it played it recorded everything down there with you know i have a Universal audio preamp and a Neve, and, and then, a, I mean, a compressor and a Neve preamp and into a Manly, man. That's, and all, that's you all you need now. Used to have, I have, I have like a hundred microphones I need to just sell because <laughs> you don't need them anymore, man. I don't need to do a whole drum kit. I've got a, I've got an electric kit that goes through the computer and it's playing real drums. Mm -hmm. Like I was with Near Z, an amazing drummer, yesterday, and uh, I programmed using his drums already so but then i went into the studio for him to do real drums i was like hey can you do it like i did it with your drums on the computer please yeah <laughs> it was it's a weird thing man but um yeah man I've, i i do a lot of back and forth and overdubs in my studio too that's sick that's awesome yeah i stopped listening uh, i don't know five or six chords in because i'm talking about <laughs> i was just really waiting for you to turn your chair around and know when to talk again because uh, uh the one thing yeah. i did hear you say because i understood the words was you have too many microphones you don't need them all now yeah my wife might say that about my shoes. <laughs> well, I'm right there with you on that one. <laughs> and, she, uh, and she likes shoes too, but I think even with mine, she's like, "Hey, you, you don't have that many feet. Like you don't, you won't have that many feet." Um, so uh, that part I understand. That yeah, I related to. Okay, Mitchell, we we've done an hour. Look at us. Yeah, thank that's you, how buddy. you know this was a plus. And the funny thing is, we're gonna start recording now. So this was all <laughs> like we're good and warm hey, now. That's fine with me, man. We can go. <laughs> I enjoy uh, the follow talk. <laughs> Follow Mitchell, M, the number 10 penny. You see what he did there, M, 10 penny. Um, and follow him on TikTok, too. Guys, things on TikTok. I, yeah, I love TikTok. Yeah. Come on. Okay. Come on over. Mitchell, good to see you, buddy. Good luck and have fun at your dinner. Thank and you, And we'll talk to you soon. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals. It's not about being the best in the world. It's about doing what's best for the world. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. 
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.